Hello, my friends. Welcome back again to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Well, uh, we part one yesterday, we had a beginning of a conversation with Dr. Alan Pitt. And so today, of course, we're going to be continuing that. What happened, actually, he and I, our conversation got cut off. And so we repeat probably just a little bit. So forgive me if we have a little bit of repeat here, but I think you'll enjoy the rest of this conversation. In this podcast today, my friends, you are going to be learning from a physician with the mission to transform healthcare. He really wants to do it for something that's both for patients and for physicians when there's so much dissatisfaction today. So learn what he has to say about that. You're going to discover the advice he would give to his younger self. You're going to learn about how he sees a unique opportunity once a physician is in the healthcare field, even though the entry can be difficult. Learn about his healthcare pit stop podcast. And finally, listen to why he listens to advice from experts about his money. So with no further ado, here is the podcast. So how, how did I get into innovation? So I got into innovation um, because first I was able to acquire skills around the transition from film to digital in radiology. Um, I was at the right place at the right time to learn a lot about PACS, Picture Archiving Communication System, how we as radiologists uh, review images is on a PACS system. And I did that for from the kind of the, my fellowship for right about eight to ten years of my career. In conjunction with that, I was very fortunate in my fellowship to meet with Dr. Shez Partovi. Shez and I are very close friends. Um, I'm a Jew, he's a Persian, he's a Baha'i, and maybe we just fit together really well. Shez has advanced degrees both in medicine and computer science. He's a, a, just a wonderful person and is just a real natural in terms of the application of technology to medicine. I, I'd like to think that I provided some value to Shez in terms of being a sounding board and being someone who could evangelize some of the ideas that we shared together because I tend to be very passionate and spend a lot of time blogging, talking, etc. Uh, in any case, Shez had built um, a number of companies that uh, bordered on radiology and in fact extended into the telemedicine space. I was helping him with some of those companies and um, a company came out of Cisco. Um, so Cisco had made an acquisition Tanberg uh, in, uh, I think it was 2008, uh, the executives that came over in Tanberg realized that Cisco really is not a healthcare company. They have a lot of trouble with the heavily regulated healthcare space. And so they uh, got Cisco to agree to spin out a new company, uh, which they called Avizia in 2013. Uh, that company, Avizia, came to me and said, look, is there some way that you could be involved with Avizia helping us think about, talk about um, what we're trying to do, which is less of a technology company and more of a solutions company. And we were able to come to terms uh, on an agreement where I was involved with their company. And that's really been uh, something that I've taken a, a great deal of pleasure uh, working on in terms of how do you transform healthcare uh, via collaborative medicine, telemedicine. Well, and certainly I think this is a great way to talk about your podcast as well, too. But I think what's so cool about what you are 
doing that you're, you're having these passions outside of medicine, which for you, it sounds like it, and for many people, it, it gives them an outlet outside of their regular clinical job to have something else to to start and to be a part of and to make a, another impact on the world. has Was that ever a time where you think too much of your life was kind of work-based and you had to tailor back? Because I got to imagine a job <laughs> such as that is can be just as demanding, if not more demanding than, than medicine. I mean, how, how, how have you been balancing life? And obviously you love your kids, you love your wife. What has that been like? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. You know, I, 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 um, I like to work. Uh, I have to admit, I, I you know, more than the, the word work isn't, you know, I think people have different definitions of the word work. Um, some, some parts of my job, I, I don't really like, I, I'm a, I, I don't particularly, I, in fact, hate working on the weekends. I somehow, I think it just seems kind of nutsy that I'm in midlife, you know, peak of my career and I'm on a Saturday and I'm working or I'm at the hospital. I don't mind, however, talking about exchanging, thinking about innovation and different ideas. And I hope to have the opportunity to do that uh, forever. Literally till the day I die, I, uh, I think I'd, I'd like to be able to be able to talk to super smart people about new ideas. I, I had a period in my career in my early 40s. I joined a golf club. I played a bunch of golf. I used up all my excess time to play golf. And I found it, for me personally, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not a good thing for others, but for me personally, that was just an empty pursuit. First of all, I couldn't get my handicap below a 10. <laughs> and, and, and second of all, it just really didn't fit who I was. Um, so I like thinking about innovative things. I like thinking about novel things. Healthcare, by the way, can be not very innovative over time. Most patients don't want an innovator. They don't want a doctor who walks in and says, you know, I've never done this before. How about if we try it? I think it'll end up okay. What do you think? Most patients would get up and walk out of the room. So for physicians to really engage in innovation, they need to find adjacent avenues where they can do that. I am very thankful that uh, my wife does two things. One is that she tolerates these exploits that I have. (laughs) Um, the second is that she tells me I'm not allowed to do them all the time. So ah. she kind of forces me to engage and travel and do other things. Um, so I feel very fortunate um, that I have someone who is a, something of a backstop for me. Um, I don't know what the future will hold, but I, I do know that um, uh, if I were just reading another MRI of the lumbar spine, it would, you know, even though it's a great job, right? I make a pretty good living and I have time off and all of these nice things. I, I don't think it would, it would be enough for me. It, it isn't enough for me. And so I'm looking to figure out ways to um, take some of the experiences uh, that I've had both in healthcare and innovation and bring them forward. So I'm, I'm looking for ways to talk to companies about framing their value proposition in a way that hospitals and investors can respond. Hmm. I'm looking for ways to talk to them about the miss they have, the gap they have in their technologies. 
that uh, they, if they had only thought about it in XYZ, they would be much more uh, successful. Uh, and uh, I'm frankly looking for ways to transform, as you started, as we started this conversation, transform healthcare to change it from something that both patients and physicians currently are not satisfied with. I think most, most uh, patients lament the fact that their doctors are super hard to reach and they can't get the answers they need. I think most physicians lament the fact that they're focused on the electronic medical record rather than the patient in front of them, that they feel under duress to bill rather than care for people. And so I'm looking for ways to um, somehow make a dent in what is a very, you know, it's 20% or bordering on 20% of our nation's GDP. I'm looking for ways to make a dent in how we care for one another. And so I've dedicated time to do that. Well, that, that's a great mission. I, I know in talking to a lot of physicians, many of them tell me that if they would go back in the past, they would not go back into medicine. And yeah. it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have this debate with friends of mine. So uh, um, I was at Stanford in the 80s. And that was a time where Cisco was launching from Stanford. Um, that was a time where Yahoo was launching from Stanford. And I wonder if I had um, been more open to other career paths, if I would have uh, chosen something else. Because I think that it certainly fits my uh, aptitude, you know, my appetites. That being said, at this point in my career, um, healthcare is a very difficult space to work in. But it's once you're in and once you understand the business, the culture, the you know all these aspects of healthcare, you have a unique opportunity to provide tremendous value. It's a very hard space to enter. And so, as a physician, if you can at least look around and say, "Look, I have been given an opportunity to impact the lives of others." For many of my brethren, other physicians, that is that that experience has become less and less satisfied as their life has been consumed by regulation, by all these other things that have crept into their world. That being said, they are still providing a unique service, a unique relationship to people that very few fields can offer. And I would ask them to say, look, you you have been living in a groove. Your groove is your clinical practice. And you continue in that groove and you tend to not look outside that groove very much. There are all these other places to participate in in healthcare where you can add value. I have this discussion all the time with my daughter. Look, you're looking out, you're looking at mentors. Some of them are happy. A lot of them aren't happy. You don't have to live in the groove. You now have a unique degree, unique experiences, a unique opportunity to add value in something that is absolutely central to how we view our lives. You know, my grandmother used to say, be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, healthy was first. People who don't have their health have nothing. Mm-hmm. Healthcare, good or bad, is something that is really central to people's lives. Well, I'd love to, to segue this. I think one of the new things that you're doing that is exciting, I also mentioned the intro, is the podcast. Yes. And um, <clears throat> the... 
healthcare pit stop, correct? That's correct. Healthcare pit stop. Uh, obviously, there's a little play on words there, and uh, I had the chance to listen to every single episode, and I think what, what is so fun about it is you're you bringing together people, CEOs of hospitals. Uh, my favorite conversation was one that you had with a sister who got excommunicated, oh, yeah. who uh-huh. was working with the, the hospital system. Um, so I'd love for you just to chat for a few moments on uh, why you wanted to start the podcast and what you see yourself doing. Do you enjoy it? Uh, what's that been experience sure, been like sure. for you? So um, my, it started as a blog. You know, I, I kind of have quirky ways of looking at healthcare, and I started writing blog pieces about that. And uh, frankly, for any physician who's thinking about blogging, there are not that many physicians who blog. Uh, I'll give you them a small tip, and I hope this isn't a trade secret, but I found that I was writing these blogs, and people would comment and say, these ideas are fascinating. Uh, but, you know, you misspelled a word over here and the sentence structure was bad over there. <laughs> and so I, I got a person, I got a medical editor, that's not my strength, to just reread them and make sure that my sentence structure didn't wasn't off. Because that, you know, I have all ideas and I wanted to be sure that um, they were translated in a way that made sense to people. So that was number one step. So anyone interested in blogging, you don't have to do it alone. Two, I was blogging for a while and I was asked to give a talk um, in the telemedicine space about selling to telemedicine. And what I've learned as the chief medical officer for Avizia is that there is a complete disconnect between how different sectors of the healthcare economy see different roles and responsibilities. So salespeople tend to not understand the lexicon of hospital administrators. They, they have a product they want to sell them, but the hospital administrator has a problem that the salesperson just doesn't really understand. And um, an innovator has an idea, but doesn't understand how the investment community would really see that innovation in terms of taking it forward. So Healthcare Pit Stop is my attempt to educate about the different roles, responsibilities within the healthcare ecosystem. So I have a very broad network. You know, I, I read uh, Malcolm Gladwell years ago. I read Tipping Point, and I, I was kind of in my 40s, and I thought, I'm not getting any younger, faster, better looking. But I can build, he has a concept there of the hubness, your hubness, or, or being an, a maven, a connector. And I thought I can build my connectedness by just talking to people about who they are, what they do, what they care about, and frankly, how can I help them? And in doing that, in meeting people in that way, I built a very broad network. And the biggest winner in asking people how I can help them has been me. Because number one, I've heard really interesting stories and two, I now have a very broad network of people that if I want to do something, I can usually bring my network to bear on the problem. It could be a software guy. It could be a venture person. It could be a clinical person. It could be a, a, you know, somebody who needs to be plugged in to that problem to build a solution. So that, that's been uh, you know, something I've really enjoyed. I've taken that network and I now have conversations with people around... Uh, how they see the world, problems and solutions. And so Healthcare Pit Stop really provides an opportunity to have those conversations. And it's, it's been a joy. If I, could, if I could make my living doing only Healthcare Pit Stop, which actually is more work than I anticipated, <laughs> I would do that. Uh, but I have to figure out how to do that. Well, I think for, for me, for you, I think part of this is giving back to, to the community, right? I, so, I would agree with that. You know, and, and I think... Um, 
I appreciate your, your transparency and this talk we've been having. Uh, if if you don't mind, Alan, I have I have a few quick questions, kind of a quick lightning round, sure. a new segment to the podcast. Um, number one, first question: What are the top three financial habits that you have? So my my top financial habit is to not uh, listen to myself as much anymore. So I mm -hmm. tend to be uh, an innovator. So I hear great ideas, and I tend to you know I give a talk to my residents and fellows on how to monetize your brain. So don't jump at everything that's shiny. Uh, two is, of course, uh, save, save, save. I mean, you just have to put money away on, on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, I've been migrating more to having, you know, I'm an expert in my fields. I'm more towards having other people uh, offer me advice, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. A lot of physicians like to manage their own money. I, I just think I need somebody else to kind of to do that. Okay, great. What about, uh, you mentioned golf earlier was something that you used to spend money and time on. What's your guilty pleasure now? I know for me, it's uh, my business is something that that's kind of my guilty pleasure because I'm kind of like you, I'm not golf. But what is something for you yeah. as a guilty pleasure you spend dollars on? Uh, we travel. My wife and I travel. We, we frankly love to go see our kids, whatever city they're in. We like to go see places. But I, I think I, I travel, you know, probably more than I should. But it's certainly one day I'll be dead and I won't look back on how much money I had, but I will look back on the experiences. So I travel a bit. Favorite place you've ever been to? Uh, favorite place I've ever been to. I really like London. We Our, our boys studied in London. Uh, London as a city I really love. I also, we went to uh, Australia. We were, um, when my children were young, it's a great place to travel with young children. It's easy to, to travel there. And uh, I really love that. And then, frankly, I, I spent a year in Sweden during a research fellowship. And I, the Nordic countries, I, I definitely want to go back to. Fun. Now, what, what book is on your nightstand or on your desk that you're reading right now? You know, I, it's not a book I'm reading right now, but it's a book that I finished recently. And it's called Humans Are Underrated, What High Achieving Humans Can Do That Computers Never Will Be Able To. I think there's a lot of angst today over how to compete with computers and I think you're asking the wrong questions. And I think that there is a lot of interesting wisdom in that book about what is the future of value for humans that we can learn from that book. And frankly, as parents, we can think about how to take to our children. I think the book's by Jeff Colvin, C-O-L-V-I-N. But I recommend that book. I think it's a really interesting read. That is great advice. Now, just a couple of final questions for you, Alan, as, as we get going here. I'd just like to, to to ponder this question and to take a step back into the past. Let's say you're, you're not in your mid-career. You're a resident. You're, you're back. You've just finished medical school. You have a passion for this stuff. What advice would you give to a young Alan that just started his first year of residency? Uh, I think I would uh, try to be sure that you're, you're – uh... You're happy doing what you're doing every day, knowing that residency is is uh, is just a journey. It's a short journey in your professional career. But I would be constantly looking at other related opportunities that are going to come your way. Be curious. Uh, look out on your clinical practice. See problems and see if you have value to add to those. Because I think that physicians get wrapped up in what's directly in front of them, and they don't really think about what's around them nearly as much. So I would I would suggest to... To any medical student or, or resident, be curious. Look around you. Mm, uh, great, great advice. And Alan, I'd just like to thank you so much for having the transparency you've had in this this 
podcast and sharing with us your dreams and and some of these really cool things that you're doing. I think it's so exciting. Um, if people have more questions, where can they find your podcast? Where can they get in contact with you? Sure. So they can uh, find my podcast on healthcarepitstop.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably, I, I'm an avid, as you might expect, I'm an avid user of LinkedIn. That's the easiest way to find me is just uh, send me a ping and I'm, I'm happy to take a link. I also, you know, my email is very simple. It's alanpitt at mac.com with no, no dots, no spaces. and happy to answer other questions if I can. And both the website and your last name is spelled with two T's, correct? That's correct. That's right. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that wraps it up for today. And in the next podcast, my friends, when we do another Physician Fireside Chat, I would love the chance to tell your story. It would just be my honor to host you on the next podcast because I know, just like from Alan today, we can learn from your journey and how it will help other other doctors. Because after all, who better to speak to physician than other physicians? So I think Alan really left us with some good thoughts and good things that we can apply today. Make sure to contact me, Dave, at drfreedompodcast.com or on my website, www.drfreedompodcast.com. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, live a liberated lifestyle. Also, if you gained some value out of this podcast today, I would be eternally grateful if you could take five minutes Review it on iTunes, review it on Google Play. The reviews help more and more physicians be aware of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to subscribe. Check in again soon. Have a good one.